Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. We go through those times where we're living too close to empty. Sometimes we're just giving it at work and we overextend ourselves too long. Other times it's, you know, as a student, just trying to juggle all the responsibilities of life and cramming for exams and meeting, uh, you know, those deadlines for assignments. But we all know, but at least you can watch the gauge go down. You know, Listen, we've never done a worldwide pandemic before. This time it's like there's, there, there's no gauge that you can see. We didn't see this pandemic coming. We weren't ready for it. We didn't think it would last this long. And uh, now it's impacting us in ways we never expected. Now, I remember when we first went into uh, the, the lockdown a couple of years ago. Remember that? How can you forget? And uh, people were saying in church leadership, wow, can you imagine the pent-up demand for gathering and praising when this pandemic is over? It's like out of the lockdown, you know, Christians, followers of Jesus will just surge into churches free from the lockdown. And that first Sunday back, well, here we are two years later. And uh, it's like, it's been like a, a cruel human experiment, hasn't it, on what happens to human beings when they're cut off from healthy and normal co- contact and closeness with each other. I, I remember even though the, uh, my, my kids prepared their kids, our grandchildren, so very well to, you know, how to keep your distance and why, the first time you see them, poppy, poppy, and they come towards you and you have to say, oh, no, 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 stay back, stay back. You know, ever read in the New Testament where the lepers had to say, unclean, unclean, that's sort of what my wife and I felt like when we would uh, visit with them. But, you know, even the basics, like getting groceries, it's so complicated and it's tense. It's uh, between the masks and the distancing and and just how the spraying <laughs> of disinfectant, it's just complicated. And uh, have you found like me that when you're in meetings and you're talking to a screen or a camera like I am to right now, you just try harder because you, you just want to make sure that that other person is understanding what you're communicating. It, it just, it takes more energy. Uh, a business leader that I follow, uh, I read yesterday or two days ago, he said, I now have four kids whose education has been interrupted for years. You know, just multiply that out around the world. Uh, Junior highs are joining us today. I want you to know that we've been praying and thinking about how tough it must be for you to do friendships and to do, uh, uh, you, you know, your education and, and you parents of school children, especially if you have a job in addition and, and juggling childcare or whatever, and you just never, you can't plan two days out. You don't even know what's going to be happening with your, your children and, and the care of them and your job responsibilities. And then these medical workers, Pastor Jonathan prayed for them today in our gathering, burned out after two years of just trying to keep people with COVID alive 
and then not having time or resources or staffing to take care of so many other that could be life-giving surgeries for other people that are just waiting. Plus, right now, listen, right when we need each other the most, we now have family and friends who are distancing themselves from each other, not because of, you know, I'm going to protect you by physically distancing, but they're distancing themselves from one another relationally because of different viewpoints on vaccines and COVID and, and, and different things that have come up. So anyway, last November, last November, Pastor Jonathan and I were meeting on the teaching direction for 2022. And I didn't get past the first sentence describing this Living on Empty series before Pastor Jonathan started to say, oh yeah, that's the right direction. I mean, you hear from Cam H in Toronto these days that, that half of Canadians claim their mental health today is worse than it was before the pandemic. Uh, they've never seen anxiety and depression at these levels. And get this, one third of 18 to 34 uh, year olds sought help for mental health. And I say, what smart young adults. God bless them for, for seeking that help at, at that time where they're, they're, just, they're just living on empty. And so we... we we got together, Pastor John and I, and we have this series, and, and today we're going to talk about you know, bringing your weaknesses before the one who can cleanse them away. We're going to have a, a soul-cleansing exercise in our communion time in just a few moments. Next weekend, Pastor Jonathan's going to talk about you unloading control of what you can't. There, some of you are carrying stuff during this pandemic th that you were never designed by God to carry. And then... Uh, we're going to talk about the once-a-week ancient soul therapy. You know, I've been practicing this for years, and it works. Right now, I'm, you know, as part of this therapy, I'm reading about the during Black History Month, reading ab about the Underground Railroad in Canada with my wife. And so, uh, anyway, we'll get to that. And then, running on renewable fuel. Have you ever wondered what that Bible verse means when it says, they shall run and not be weary? Well, Pastor Jessica is going to unpack that and just, just help us out so much because we all know what it's like to be living on empty. I mean, after two years of this pandemic, do you know what you hear a lot of people saying now? I've had enough. As if, you know, I'm done with COVID. <laughs> and yet COVID's still there. But they're basically saying, I give up. You hear a lot of people saying, I just give up. And uh, people feel overwhelmed, and, and that's what they're saying. I give up. And so I, I thought, well, let's start the teaching right there then. Let's give up. Pastor Jonathan, let's start the series with giving our peeps the opportunity to just give up. All right? So that's where we're starting today. I'm going to give you six examples of what you can give up. It'd be, it'd be healthy to give these things up. And then you decide which ones that uh, are, are right for you and best for you to give up. All right, here's the first one. I give up trying to carry everyone else's pandemic issues. How, how many, you know, every time you hear the news, you just burden yourself with it. You get the latest news on COVID and the number of cases and you say, well, I'm going to add that to my anxiety. And if you don't get sick with COVID, you'll get sick with worrying about COVID. You know, so many are right now, are, they're just trying to keep everybody happy in their world. Uh, you know, kids, uh, people, the boss, 
the in-laws, the outlaws. They're just trying to keep everybody happy. You know, and last week I saw some statistics about pastors of churches in North America, it was, uh, burning out because they're trying to keep all their peeps happy. <laughs> and they're making, because no matter what they decide to do, it's a no-win, right? You're always going to have people who think they know more or or they're not just praying for their leaders to make the best decision. No, they know what should happen. They know whether we should wear masks or not wear masks, get vaccine or not get vaccines, open the, to physical gatherings or not open to physical gatherings. They, they just know. I mean, any one of us would go crazy trying to carry everybody else's covid and experiences and reactions, it would. And listen, God did not design your emotions <laughs> to have a capacity to carry your whole world through this pandemic. So you may as well just give that up, all right? We'll get to, we'll get to how you can do that. All right, second, I give up attempting to control what I can't. Do you know... <laughs> The, the group of people that this pandemic has been particularly difficult for are those who, by virtue of their personality or, or their, um, you know, insecurities, they, they have to control, control the agenda, control, control, control. And, and I mean, you, good luck trying to control. And so it's like James 4 says, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Has that ever been more true than during this COVID pandemic? You know, you just may as well give up attempting to control what you can't. And then third, I give up downloading my angst over COVID as anger on others. That's what some are doing. They're they've got their angst and they're downloading it into anger on other people. I mean, when we're stressed out already, just one more little negative issue can result in a, an overreactive response of anger. A lot of people right now are, are bundles of anger just looking for a place to happen. There's a study done on evangelicals in the United States, and, uh, and, and you know what they found? Less are going to church, even if they have online gatherings, and they found where are the disconnected going? They're going to political websites, which... which when you look at them, they were just fueling division, anger, and hatred about rights. Some of them said that you know, they found people that when they had to choose between Jesus and a political leader, they would choose the political leader. Now, even if someone has a mild case, you say, I'd never go there, but even a mild case of just this anger, I mean, it has nothing to do with Jesus. Pastor Jonathan prayed about that earlier in this gathering. Uh, he, Jesus said his followers are known by their love. They use their freedom to sacrifice to do what's best for others. And they're peacemakers. They bring peace. That's, that's what our contribution during COVID is to be if we are following Jesus. I mean, no wonder Ephesians says, get rid of all anger. <laughs> it'll destroy friendships. It'll, it'll destroy unity in a church. It'll just destroy the witness of Jesus in a community. And it'll destroy something valuable in you. Now, number, number four, look at, I give up thinking I know more than those who actually do know more. Now, you know, all these give-ups, you know, it's sort of like if you 
uh, part of your Christian tradition to practice Lent, you're getting a month early start here on, on things to give up. I, I get up thinking I know more than those who do know more. I'm so thankful for the experts who have given their lives to research how to bring healing and help and interrupt this pandemic and its variants. And they're learning more all the time. And, and the fact that they tell us one thing and then later on they say, oh, we've learned this now, you know, don't wear that kind of mask, wear this kind of mask. I think that's wonderful because they're just taking what they're learning as we go and, 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 and letting us know. But how many know people who know more than those who are more knowledgeable. <laughs> I mean, they found this podcast or this website or this doctor or this chemical concoction, and now they, now they know more than 97% of those who have given their lives to specialized research in pandemics, immunologists. They know, and yet, I, I have noticed this, sort of sad, but I watched them that say, don't Listen to the doctors, the medical community do that. And when they get COVID, guess where they go? To a hospital, to those very same doctors. And they look to that very same medical science to help get them out of it. Listen, I have learned there are two major symptoms of people who struggle with pride that they know more than others. And one is deafness. <laughs> they, get, they go deaf. They just won't listen. Secondly, they're not teachable. Just You just... They just cannot just update with what facts have become new. Uh, Pastor Timothy Keller says, pride is the carbon monoxide of sin. It silently and slowly kills you without you even knowing. Even more serious, let's listen to what James, we're going to listen to James who wrote a book in the Bible says, because he speaks about this on a number of occasions, but here's one thing he says. He says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. And so thinking I, you know, getting so proud that I think I, why, why don't we just give that up? <laughs> and then five, letting COVID crowd out so much good in life. My wife and I have a friend and we were laughing on the phone with her recently. She says, my husband is just so obsessed. All he talks about is COVID. She said, yesterday I said to him, she called him by name and she said, I see you're about to open your mouth. If it's about COVID, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, they're just keeping score on COVID constantly. Uh, now, now it's, listen, it's good to stay up to speed on where COVID is at so that we can stay healthy and, and, and help other people stay healthy, but not to the point where it crowds out so much good that we could be talking about, so much good that we could be doing with our lives these days. More about that later in, in this series. And then number six, I give up trying to find in this life what can only be found in Jesus. Listen, you were made for a pandemic-free environment. It's called heaven, <laughs> but we're not there yet. But until we get there, listen, Jesus can help you with all of these things we've talked about, because basically we've been talking about doing life with a lot less worry, anxiety, anger, pride, ingratitude, and distrust. You know, what we're going to see today is Jesus can help free us 
by cleansing us from all of that. When we own it and call it what it is and humble ourselves, Jesus can help us. You know, I love the scripture that says, Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, Jesus, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. And what we're going to see today, just a little heads up here, is that, is that he washed away. He did that on the cross and gave us a new life, a new birth, the Holy Spirit. But he continues to cleanse us. He keeps cleansing us in our lives. So what would, be, what would it be good for you to give up, you know? In our communion time, I'm going to invite you to just give up something. Worry, control, anger, pride. Ingratitude, distrust, how many, more than mine, how many say it's, it's all of the above? I just need to give these things up. Listen, the Apostle John says Jesus continuously wants to wash away all of these things from our lives. There's a little poem that I revised for this teaching. We mutter and sputter, we fume and we spurt, we mumble and grumble, our feelings get hurt. We can't understand, our vision grows dim, when all we need is to humbly confess to him. Wow, I, 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 I hope and trust you experience a, a cleansing of your soul today. I, I need regular times in my life where I give up what clogs up my soul. All right. What we've been talking about so far is this. I give up until I get to humility. <laughs> Listen, if you have read through James in your Bible and you're one of those people that underlines verses that sort of are particularly meaningful to you, you probably in James 4 have this underlined. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Probably we don't underline the next ones, but then we go on and, and, and don't, no, don't. But, but oh, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. And, and, and we, we think, boy, that's, that's where I want to go. For, but listen, what if we look at the verses in between? Do you know what they say? After saying God's giving grace and come close to him, he says, wash your hands, you sinners. He's talking to Christians here. You, you've got stuff that's damaging your soul that you're carrying. He says, purify your hearts. Get rid of that waste, that con those contaminants. For your loyalty is divided between God and the word. You're letting stuff of the anger and pride and anxiety spill over into your life in Jesus. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Oh, man. They're... They, <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest with you, they weren't underlined in my Bible either. For me, confession was something you wanted to get over with as soon as possible. But I, 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 when I read those verses that are underlined, and I, I, so often I wonder, why should a Christian have tears and sorrow and sadness and grief? James, why would you write about that? But I have come to understand that our cleansing will only go as far as our confession has already gone. Did you see that? Our, our cleansing will only go as far as our confession has already gone. Listen, if someone's weeping over a wrong they have done, and they are remorseful, and they are repentant, and they are sorry, and they want to be free from it, and if we come out and they're just sobbing their way, or, or they're grieving over a loss, and they're sobbing, 
And we come along and we say, oh, no, 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 don't cry. Dry those tears now. We can be doing that person a disservice. We can be interrupting and aborting the the fuller cleansing that Jesus wants to give them in that moment. I I mean, Jesus said this. Listen, he said, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. If if we bypass the morning, we don't get to the place of Jesus' comfort. So don't rush the confession. Go deep. James is not saying here that that God wants to rub your face in in your anger and your anxiety and your pride. He's saying that God wants you to stay there and say, oh, God, cleanse me, and I'm sorry. And yes, I'm sorry for that, and yes, for that. I, I just ask you to cleanse me. God wants you to stay with it until you are free from it. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sin. And look at this, cleanse us from all wickedness, all sin, all unrighteousness. Uh, Listen, we we don't have, uh, it's a whole teaching of its own to talk about the power that's there when we confess to others, you know? But one of the things that we need to understand about it, it says says we, 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 we confess our sins one to the other, you know? A lot of people, they just, when they, th- they think they need to confess, they need to confess to a circle that's much larger than those that are aware or have been impacted by what they have done wrong. And, and, and I love the way that Jesus says, just between the two of you, you know, if you've hurt someone, go, or they, you know about their hurt of you, you go and you make it right, you reconcile just between the two of you. Confess your sins to each other. Scripture says, each other, and pray that you might be healed. Now, the scope of today is about, you know, Jesus cleansing. Uh, But it's important for you, especially during this time, to have someone that you trust. It could be an individual in your community group, and you know how to go to one another, and and, here's here's where I'm weak these days. Pray with me. But notice you you go to someone who will pray with you and help you get healed. (laughs) Oh, God bless those that are getting professional help these days, whether it's psychiatry, therapist, and just, just getting it out there so that it can be brought into the light and, and, and find good strategies to, to, to see healing come. But Scripture says that, that there are some burdens that we shoulder and there are other burdens that we share. And when we share them, confess our weaknesses to one another, that's where healing can come. But Jesus has a unique place. You, you can't go to a therapist or psychiatrist or the best counselor, the best friend to unload on and find what you will find in Jesus. Uh, I've had people try to make an appointment with me and say, Pastor Keith, I, I want to do confession and confess my sins to you and, and just have you absolve them. But listen, I guess that came from a tradition where they were in a church where they would go to a priest to do that. And I have to explain them. I can't forgive sins. The only one that can forgive your sins is the one who died to cleanse them away, and it's Jesus. Reminding me of a story of this older woman who was hard of hearing, 
And she didn't realize how loud she was talking. And she went to this cathedral that had tourists around and the confession boxes at the side. And she went into the confession booth at the cathedral and she began confessing her sins to the priest, not aware how loud she was talking. And the priest realized that other people could hear her. She was talking that loud. So he requested, next time, write them down and bring the list of your sins to me and I'll just read them. And uh, the next week when she went for groceries at Loblaws, she, she uh, then went on to the cathedral, to the confession box, and she was about to hand the priest her list of sins when she realized, oh no, this was her grocery list. And she said, oh no, I must have left my sins at the, at the Loblaws. <laughs> Listen, the only place that you can go to have your sins forgiven is Jesus, is he who died on the cross for them so they could be cleansed away. And scripture says, if we confess our sins to him, look at this, we confess our sins to him, to him. He, he will cleanse us from all in No priest or pastor or church or religion, no one else has done what Jesus has done. So no one else has the power to cleanse away our sins. All right, here's where we've been so far. We've been saying, I give up. Until I get to humility. Now we've just seen, I confess until rest. I rest in the God who alone has got this. God's got this. Jesus can do what no one else can do. Now let's look at this. Let's say, I practice good soul hygiene. Remember when Jesus taught us to pray? He said, not only worship your Father in heaven, not only pray for others, but then he said, and pray for yourself, daily bread. But then he said, forgive us our debts, Lord, as we forgive those who have debts. I want a clean heart. I want daily. Jesus is saying, practice good daily soul hygiene. And then the apostle John says that when we live in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, this is written to Christians who are living. I want to live in your light, Lord. And I'm in community. I'm living the life with others. And then this is continuous, ongoing action. And then the blood of Jesus, his son, continuously cleanses us from all sin. You know, because some people say, well, you know, say I have a soul cleansing today at communion time, Pastor Keith, and then I, 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 I get my soul dirty again. <laughs> you will. All of us do. All of us will. You know, it's like this junior high kid that got a summer job, afternoon shift at a, at a big retail store. He had to wear this uniform, and he dreaded the walk to work because it brought him by, he had to go by this store where the kids would from high school would hang out in front of it and, and they would just mock him, you know, this young guy going by with his uniform on the way to work and they would mock him and say some nasty things to him. And uh, one day he was walking to work and what he dreaded most actually happened. Right in front of them, in front of the store, these guys, you know, mock him. He, he, he slips and he falls. <laughs> And of course, they laughed and they mocked all the more. He just got up and cleaned his jeans off and he stood up and he said, that's all right. You guys will never fall because you're never going anywhere. <laughs> Listen, if you're, if you're walking, 
doing your best. Oh, Jesus is perfect, but you're walking with him. You will stumble and fall. But isn't it good to know that because you're following Jesus, because you're walking with him in his light, his blood will continuously cleanse you from all your sin. You know, a lot of people know that blood in our bodies takes oxygen from the lungs and then transports it to the cells throughout our body. Otherwise, we, we would not live. But what they don't realize sometimes is that same blood will uh, go, take from those same cells waste, contaminants, and remove them from the body. And uh, it's sort of our own metabolic waste removal system that's happening there. The blood of Jesus, listen, not only transports grace and, and, and the life of Jesus to you so that you can live, the forgiveness of God through Jesus to you. Not only transports that to your spiritual system, it, always, it also continuously removes the waste and the contaminants from us so that we can be spiritually cleansed. And Jesus, when he gave instructions for having communion that we're going to have in just a moment now, he made sure that we'd have regular cleansing times because he said, look, until I come, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remember that I was broken for you. Take the bread, break it, and remember that I was broken for you. Take the cup and, and remember that I, my blood was shed to cleanse away your sin. And he says, do this until I come. In other words, I want you to have regular cleansings until we're together in heaven someday. You know, my, my wife and I were out for a walk this past week in, in northern Ontario. And, and uh, she said, what are you talking about this week? And I said, I'm just talking about, you know those times, Esther, where where Jesus is cleansed. And, and we each begin to share stories of different times in our life, in our walk with Jesus, where we just needed a fresh cleansing. <laughs> our lives have become gummed up and clogged up and cluttered up. And for me, many times it was that that pride that I talked about, you know, that I know better than, look, at why are these people doing this? And that anger that I'd have over some injustice that was done against me, and I just let that clog up, and just wanting God just to intervene, and, you know, and I needed to humble myself. And when I did, just that, that, that cleansing of my soul, <laughs> uh, the things of this world grew strangely dim in the light of Jesus. And he wants to do that for you today. Where, where there's weariness in your soul, he, 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 he wants to bring strength. And even joy that would be your strength. Where there's that, that burden that you're carrying, why don't you just give up and just unload it today. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time. Thank you.